It's time to check in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living. We take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. The Concierge for Better Living will help informed, intrigued, and interested listeners like you make better choices for yourselves and your loved ones. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents The Concierge for Better Living with your host, Doc Rob. Hello and good day. This is Doc Rob, Dr. Rob Streisfeld, your concierge for better living, your feel-good foodie, the nomadic naturopath, here with another great episode of your concierge for better living on CannabisRadio.com and iHeartRadio. This has been another fabulous couple weeks. I came back from Anaheim, which was my 13th year in a row attending Natural Products Expo West. Expo West is the biggest event around the world for natural products, organic foods, all things that you might find in health food stores and supermarkets like Whole Foods. It's just an amazing Super Bowl of my industry, and I get so excited. It was so much fun. Over They said close to 100,000 people showed up over the three-day show. This is after they've added a whole bunch of restrictions on badges and who can attend, because it would be probably a quarter million people. It's amazing. So I'm excited to you know, review the newest products and work with a new team that I'm working with called Beyond Brands, a team of experts that have kind of joined together to help conscious companies. And what does that mean? I've always been about the conscious consumer and, you know, people want to say natural. What does natural really mean? And we'll get into that a little bit more today with our guests. But we're looking at, and what I'm working on now, instead of having it natural products, we're looking at conscious products, things that are more well-rounded, sustainable, eco-friendly, support the farmers or workers, and up and down, just a good, conscious, great place to be. And that's what we need to be. We need to be more conscious about what we put in our body, what we put on our body, how we heal ourselves, how we live each day. That includes a mindfulness of staying positive. And it's really exciting today for me to introduce my guest, um, Ms. Razzie Berry, who I've known for quite some time. She's been a champion of naturopathic medicine and modalities for the last decade. She's been a publisher of an award-winning printed online journal for doctors called Naturopathic Doctor News and Review. You can see that at ndnr.com. She even convinced me to write a little bit for her other publication, Natural Path and natpath.com. It's a great naturopathic health resource. I'm contributing when I can on cannabis and cannabis-related topics. But, Razzie, let me bring you in. It's great to have you on our show today. There's so much we can talk about. How are we doing today? It's a great day to be here with you, Rob. We're enjoying a beautiful spring here in Arizona before it gets super hot. I just can't think of a better way to spend my late morning than chatting with you. Oh, that's so sweet. And I do. I know those summers in Arizona. So it's this is the best time of year. The, the fall and the spring are really where Arizona shines, from my opinion. I always joke around. My parents came to visit me when I lived in Arizona for about five years. They came out twice, both times in July. And they thought I was... <laughs> A little Ow. bit crazy. Yeah. I mean, I am a little bit crazy, but I call that eccentric. But the bottom line is it's not always that hot in Arizona. So I'm glad to have you on the show today. And I'm going to jump in. That I know you're home. And that's probably because you work from home and you. I guess you have two children that you homeschool from home. How does that work out? How do you oh, like that? It's model? a dream. It's a dream. I'm so glad that you brought that topic up because I'm all about health, freedom, and the way that impacts every aspect of our life. And homeschooling has been such a joy. I work from home. I do go to the office from time to time. I usually bring the girls with me. 
I really feel like it's a way that they are learning to think for themselves. You know, I, I don't like to overuse that term, think outside the box, but life is really learning. And the way we learn naturally is not through someone teaching us. It's through observing others and experimenting. And so I feel so privileged to be here in Arizona, a state that has really wonderful laws about homeschooling. I know that some people in other states have a lot of challenges, but, you know, being able to homeschool my girls, I'm able to really influence their health, the choices we make, our lifestyle. It's it's great. Yeah, I, I probably mentioned in one of my previous podcasts, but one of the most interesting TEDx talks I ever saw was a 13 or 14-year-old homeschool boy talking about his education and why it's so much better for him, not just a better because of his parents and blah, 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 but why it works better for him because one day a week he's obligated to be out in nature. One day a week he does community service. One day, you know, he just does something a little bit different. I'm not saying, again, I don't like the outside the box term so much either, but he does it different, but it gives him a much more well-rounded perspective of living and life, not just the textbook approach. So again, I applaud you on that. It's a challenging thing at times, I'm sure, but again, it's something that I believe in if it's fostered in the right way. I mean, if you have it like yourself an education and a parent that's caring, it's not an excuse to not have your kids go to school. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 now, one question that people always ask about homeschooling is what about socialization with other kids? Yes. And there are studies on this. I, I don't have them in front of me, but, you know, in homeschooling, it's different than being segregated by age in a classroom. And we know that the way we learn is through observation. Like, for instance, when you learned how to walk, it wasn't because there were other you know, eight to 12 month old babies trying to learn how to walk, you were observing for the first several months of your life, how your parents walked and the children and adults around you. Well, learning happens a lot in the same way. And so when children that homeschool are exposed to adults and children of other ages, and so the experience is really much more well-rounded. And then homeschooling, the other social opportunities, they're just so much more diverse because there's groups and clubs and co-ops. And you could really literally, they call it homeschooling, but you could be in your car driving to different events and clubs just all day long. So it's extremely social. And I'm speaking from a place of real knowledge because I did have my children in school for a year. So, and I went through the school system, both public and private school. So really, it's a richer social experience. Yeah, and, and I think one of the things you mentioned, and this kind of goes back to you know what you know our, where we're connected by is, you know, it's what we learn as a young child, even the foods that we eat or how we look at food or look at nature or look at other people and socialization. I'm an anthropologist, so it's all that cultural influence like you're talking about that we can now give them the tools on an early stage, empower them through educating them to prevent diseases or obesity or other aspects that are really plaguing our youth today, as well as giving them a much more, I think, well-rounded education. One of my colleagues, Dr. Matthew Burrell, who is known, and I know you know him, he's a well-regarded naturopathic pediatrician. He did a talk once and he said, do you ever watch kids in a classroom, the ones that are staring out the window at the trees, at the yeah. leaves, at nature? And it's like, there's a natural instinct that that's where they belong. They're not supposed to sit at a wooden desk and stare at a board all day getting you know, drilled content. They're supposed to kind of have that experience with nature, with Mother Earth. And, and I think that's a really important you know, part of it as well. Oh, that's a fantastic point. You're right, because it's these rhythms of nature. We have our own biological rhythms. There's the seasons of nature. And when a child is just kind of 
institutionalized in the classroom all day, they are really out of sync with those natural rhythms. And, you know, we know that play, for instance, is an instinct, and that's really how children learn. Well, if you take any animal outside of its native environment, it's not going to thrive. And I think children are really the same. I, I think it does make sense, but it also translates all the way down to plants. And I want to bring this in because, you know, they say when you have a baby in the womb, parents or moms play music or classical music or that influences the development process or it keeps them calm. And they see the same thing in plants, too. They say those plants that they play classical music or the gardener talks to their plants and loves their plants, they thrive. And that's something that I see. It's just a part of us as nature. We sometimes want to separate and distinguish ourselves from other life forms, but we're not that much different. So, Oh, I agree with you. And that that's a fantastic point as well. I remember reading a nature essay, and these were some microbiologists who were claiming that but even bacteria has consciousness because they react to their environment. Now, do they think thoughts the way we as humans do? I mean, we'll, we'll never really know, but I love that idea that you bring up of the plants. And I think that we are all integrated together. I really like the idea of like non-local consciousness and what quantum physics is saying about that. And I think that's why like your show is so important because plants, I think, do have a sort of consciousness and we need to honor that. Well, this is definitely, you know, a really big point. And because we're on cannabisradio.com and talk, and I do a lot of talks about cannabis, I want to bring that back real quick because I've noticed and I'm getting this feedback from several people now, growers as well as patients, that those that are receiving their cannabis from these huge, large-scale cultivation centers, these greenhouses, these artificially light and, and artificially forced nutrients into the soil, that while it looks pretty, or while it looks amazing and smells good, it's not affecting them the same way as something where on a smaller scale with that personalized gardener, with that love, with that energy of this is healing plant, this is going to be medicine for somebody. They're seeing, they're feeling, they're noticing a disconnect between those large-scale factory kind of cultivations versus those more artisanal, you know, kind of gardener-loving plants. So I think it's it goes across the board, and, and I think that's something that we're going to discuss as an industry, as a cannabis industry, as we move forward and see what happens between large-scale greenhouses versus outdoor grows versus artisanal small-yielding cultivations. It's really kind of interesting. So this has been a great first section. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to have a little pause in this wonderful talk, and we'll be right back after this short break. This is Doc Rob with my guest, Razzie Berry, on CannabisRadio.com and iHeartRadio. This is your concierge to better living. The Concierge for Better Living will continue in a moment. Dr. Dabber, hurry! Its temperature is shooting past 1,000 degrees Fahrenheit. It's burning up! I'm afraid for this little guy, it's just too late. What caused the problem? Only Dr. Dabber can maintain the perfect temperature for a smooth-tasting, slower burn. This standard vaporizer lost all of its health benefits, sending it up in smoke. So you're telling me that most vapor pens burn so hot they produce smoke, not vapor? Correct! Keep away from those standard vaporizer pens and turn to Dr. Dabber. Doctor's orders. Less heat, more flavor. Gondrepreneur.com, your guide to the cannabis business world. Gondrepreneur.com is a comprehensive resource for cannabis professionals and entrepreneurs. 
Download the Gondrepreneur app on your smartphone or tablet to catch up on cannabis industry news, scroll through our daily job listings, and learn about successful cannabis companies, executives, and investors. Gondrepreneur.com, helping Gondrepreneurs grow. CannabisRadio.com keeps you in the know Monday through Friday on air and on demand with Cannabis Radio News. Presented with the definitive worldwide news source, the Associated Press. Stay informed with exclusive news on all things cannabis. Cannabis Radio News, live weeknights at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, during the Russ Belville Show. Or download the daily podcast exclusively on CannabisRadio.com, as well as iTunes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. When breaking news happens in the cannabis industry, Cannabis Radio News delivers the details first. Let's check back in with Doc Robb and the concierge for better living only on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back. Wow. So far, so amazing because this is such good conversation to have. I love this type. I love having this show and I love great guests like you, Rousey. So we're talking about you know, energy and nature and all these things and preventing disease. That's kind of what naturopathic medicine is all about and i myself got into naturopathic medicine because i was sick as a kid and i went and started studying and looking at different historical and traditional cures for diseases and diets and all these things and i always note that most people that get into this field or go to the unconventional direction they usually have something personal they either themselves their family their friends were sick or ill and i believe that's something how you got into this as well would you mind sharing a little bit how you became so passionate about supporting the naturopathic profession? Oh, Rob, I would love to share. So in my early 20s, I was in a successful career. I had my health. I was single, enjoyed, was just enjoying life and feeling really good until one day I wasn't feeling good. And I had this this set of symptoms that we now call fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue. But back, you know, 15 years ago, it wasn't really widely accepted. And I was just miserable. I had chronic body pain. I couldn't sleep at night. My menstrual cycles were off. I had migraines every day that would even affect my vision. Sometimes I'd lose my vision in one eye. Just horrible pain. At one point, I remember crawling across my apartment floor to get to the bathroom. And my doctors just couldn't help me. They They would, you know, test me for just basic illnesses. And Inside their little allopathic box of what a disease should be, they couldn't find anything that would specifically fit. So I started going to see specialists, and they would just look at each aspect of my body as a separate part, not as not as a whole functioning, holistic person. And it was really a long and sad road. I, I ended up having to take a leave of absence from my job. And then, to make a long story short, I found naturopathic medicine, and I like to say, if there was, you know, the sound of angels coming down from the sky that we could put right now in as a special effect, that was exactly how it impacted me. I learned from my naturopathic doctors how to listen to my body. I learned how nature and the rhythms of nature work closely with your body, that you can't separate the two. And that even the thoughts, I think, and my emotions and the kind of relationships that I'm engaged in all affect my health. And on top of that, I learned about environmental toxicities that I didn't realize I was being exposed to. And I'm talking like 
pesticides, solvents, and, and paints. I was working in the new home industry, and before that, I worked in the cosmetics industry. So for several years, I had been exposed to low doses and maybe medium doses of, of toxins that I had no idea were affecting my health. And yeah, so it, that... It's that amazing when we don't even out. know where they come from. And people don't realize how exposed they are to all these toxins from variety, from food or just life, just environmental. Right, right. So I became, when I started feeling better, I just became like a walking commercial for naturopathic medicine. I ended up marrying a naturopathic doctor. And it was such a small profession back then and kind of disconnected. The internet wasn't what it is now. And since it's not licensed in every state, it, it was sort of disconnected. And so I created Naturopathic Doctor News and Review and DNR.com as a resource for doctors to share their clinical experiences with each other because medicine doesn't happen in a test tube or a Petri dish, right? It happens between the doctor and the patient. And that's a relationship that is critical to health. And so with doctors sharing their cases with each other, it's really been able to help unify the profession. And then, you know, I suffered from infertility for six years. I had five miscarriages in a row. And it was the naturopathic medicine and that mind-body component too, when we, you know, kind of like when we we're talking about consciousness, that really helped me to now have a beautiful family of two healthy daughters. They were both conceived naturally. And that is where my passion comes from. I love it. I mean, I love it. That's why I said people don't realize that it's not about just selling information or, per, you know, just from a business standpoint. And usually, especially when we go to these natural approaches or these alternative approaches or holistic approaches, they usually are very personal. And I think that's important for people to recognize that a lot of this work that we do, and most of the naturopathic community does it this way, it comes from the heart. It doesn't come because they're expecting a big paycheck or expecting to buy their new Mercedes next week. I mean, it's right. not that mentality. Believe me, most of the naturopaths out there that I know struggle just you know, covering their bills, yet they go to work five, six days a week and grind and grind and grind to help people get feel better. And so I really applaud all the efforts that you've done to get you know, both on a personal level, which is amazing. And I feel the same way. When I did my cleansing, when I figured out what was ill with me and I came with a solution, a cloud came off my head and I became this happy, loving, you know, friendlier person than I was before. I didn't realize how depressed or how beat down by the chemicals and toxins I really was. And I think a lot of people don't realize what it would feel like to be free, you know, in that positive state if they got rid of all these toxins and chemicals and processed foods, et cetera. So I, I think Absolutely. that's really important. And then with that, you can prevent diseases from occurring. So you have less time wasted in doctor's offices, less time worrying about spending money on procedures or pharmaceuticals or pills or things like that. You, you just invest in yourself. You invest in healthy food. You invest in natural remedies and things that to stay healthy and prevent disease is really, to me, you know, that key aspect of it. Don't wait till you're sick, you know, prevent it from occurring. Yes, prevention is the best cure. And I'm, I'm so happy that you're going to be joining us at the Natural Cancer Prevention Summit and, you know, talking about cannabis and its role in preventive health. And that is the whole focus of what I do with Natural Path, which is the patient and consumer side of naturopathic medicine is empower people to live a naturopathic lifestyle, get to know your body, understand its rhythms, you know, remove toxins and use natural alternatives whenever possible. And prevention 
really is the best cure. I think it's that 80% of all chronic diseases, according to the research, so the numbers are probably larger, are preventable. And we know from research as well that 90 to 95% of cancers are due to environment and lifestyle risk factors. I mean, that's a huge number. That means that cancer is preventable, Rob. Yeah. It's not a, oh, I mean, the truth of the matter is that everyone has cancer cells in their body at some point in their life. You know, that's what people don't really recognize. It's not like, oh, you got hit on it or you got hit. No, everyone has cancer cells or mutated cells in their body at some point in their lives. This could be young or older several times throughout their life. But how your body is supported and how it's fueled, how it's, you know, prepared to see that, identify that mutant cell and kind of close it off and eliminate it, that's what people need to understand is that your body has the ability to resist the spread of cancer, but we give it this opportunity to do so because we're so you know toxic already or we have all these other factors. So I think it's a great thing you're doing. I think teaching people about the prevention of cancer is even more so important than how do we treat someone that has cancer, although there's been some great leaps and bounds. And I think cannabis plays a role on both sides. And I'm happy and I'm thankful for you including me in that telesummit, that seminar, that event coming up. And we're going to take a break. We're going to talk a little bit about, more about that summit to give people some more information about that and a few more questions I have for you. Put you on the hot seat maybe. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this short break. This is Doc Rob, your concierge for better living on CannabisRadio.com and iHeartRadio. We'll be right back. The concierge for better living will continue in a moment. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Growing green to generate more green. Hello to all you happy herbalizers, smiling, trippy hippies, and everyone who believes in freedom and tolerance. This is The Grow Show, and I'm Kyle Cushman. From food to fuel, from remedy to resource. Welcome my guest, Ed Rosenthal, the guru of ganja. Let me ask you, right now I hear your lighter clicking. Are you smoking indoor, or are you smoking sun-grown? What am I smoking? I'm smoking concentrate. (laughs) Way to get out of the answer there. So you're truly like the the, the king, right? You just have, you just clap your hands and somebody brings you a bowl. Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living only on CannabisRadio.com. Awesome. And we're back once again. This is Doc Rob with my guest today, Razzy Berry. We're talking about nature, naturopathic medicine, as well as the concept of prevention 
and preventing disease, including cancer. Now, nothing that we say or nothing that I say on this call, on these rich shows, is meant to treat or diagnose, as we know. And most of the time, I'm out there just educating people. And what some might construe as specific medical recommendations is not. It's really just education. My goal is to empower and educate, give people the tools so that they can make decisions and actions on their own with the best information based on the best understanding. That's all we really can do. And with that, I've been invited lately to be part of traveling conferences and lecturing. I've always done that, as well as right now, a great resource are these online summits, these seminars, these tele-seminars, where you can listen to them live, some are recorded. But most importantly, it's a great collaboration of experts, a great resource of information. And Razi, I know you're, you put together a great one as well. Can we just tell us a little bit more about it? We started before the break, but give us an idea of what inspired you and what the, the summit's all about. Well, as an advocate for naturopathic medicine and a parent, I was just really discouraged with the statistics of cancer are now. Cancer rates are rising astronomically. There are about 14 million new cancer cases diagnosed globally per year. And so I assembled the leaders in naturopathic and preventive medicine to teach and educate consumers and the public of ways to avoid risk factors. And definitely, I knew that I had to include you, Doc Rob, in the summit because, you know, the medical cannabis conversation is so important. But to have it come from a naturopathic physician, I felt was essential because you truly understand through your medical school education, this philosophy of the VIS, the the healing internal force inside each living person. And these are in plants as well, like cannabis and other herbs. So it was critical to have you on this summit. We're going to be discussing that, plus other really important issues like EMF and wireless radiation and how that can affect your health and the best ways to prevent that. We've got people talking about glyphosate and GMOs. There's a lot of confusion in the media about what GMOs really are healthy sleep, stress habits, lifestyle, just we're going to cover every aspect of cancer prevention. And that is at thecancersummit.com. I was going to say, what's the, web, yeah, what's the website or how can people uh, check it out? Cancersummit.com. Yeah, the ca- um, thecancersummit.com. Yeah, I'm going to post that on, on, on when we post this show and, and we'll share that. But where else can we find the links for it? Sorry. You can also find it at The Natural Path, which is The Nat Path for short. And that is thenatpath.com. Awesome. There's so much good information there. And I, I really wish I could write more, but there's so much coming out. I remember uh, having to do submit my proposal for a talk to a conference and they wanted my whole PowerPoint and my whole lecture on the updated science on cannabis like five months before the talk actually was going to happen. Wow. And I told them, I said, maybe some topics that works, but when it comes to cannabis, such science is being uncovered and released every kind of day. It's, it's amazing. I would want to present the most current stuff that was within a couple of weeks before the conference, not five months before the conference. So this is a great field. There's so much more being uncovered. I'm getting testimonials now, especially with those using the raw plant, which I'm a big advocate for. I know you, if anyone you know knows you, it's smoothies, uh, juices are a big part of what you do. And, and, yeah. and, you're, and I love that. I love looking at your recipes and all these great uh, you know combinations, but adding a little bit of this 
plant, this vegetable in its raw state, a few leaves and a little bud from this cannabis plant has been having amazing. I even tempted to say the word miraculous because I don't wow. like using miracles in health, but the people that respond to someone like what you said earlier, fibromyalgia, chronic pain, all this stuff. Wouldn't it be nice just to be able to take some green vegetables out of your backyard and throw them in a juicer and blender and right. get healing benefits versus having to go and worry about a pill with side effects and all this other stuff? And so I think it's really important. And I'm so happy that you incorporated cannabis into this cancer prevention and cancer information seminar or summit. And another awesome. reason why I think it's really important and what one of the premises behind Natural Path is, is that you are the boss of your business of health, right? So you have to see your physician as an employee, really, and you need to take charge of your life. I had so many bad experiences when I was first sick 15 years ago with doctors not listening to me, not spending time, not paying attention. You know, I don't want to come down on all doctors, but we do have a broken medical system, and naturopathic medicine operates outside of that system. And we need to have the freedom to choose our doctors, choose doctors who allow us to take a certain amount of control of our health care. And we should have access to any natural substance that we feel resonates with us for our health. Yeah, I'm with you on that, of course. And I appreciate all that you do in this area. Health freedom is a big, big component here. I mean, we're not going to even get into today because we'll don't want to go that road about forced vaccinations. I know I'm, I'm sure we're on the same page, but let's maybe say that for another conversation. But the freedom okay. of a plant or a vegetable to be able to grow in the backyard and, and put into my food as part of my dietary recommendations is, is ridiculous. So, so much has to be done. So much has been accomplished in a short amount of time, but we have so far to go. And I really applaud all the efforts that you've done in you know, the plus decade that you've been working on this and I've known you. And uh, we're going to keep the fight going. We're not giving up anytime soon. So, again, I, I'm so grateful for being on the show today, sharing your time and your insight. And finally, please, everyone that's listening, check out those websites. I'll post those links when we post the thing, the Nat Path, the, the Cannabis Summit. All these things are great resources of information. Check them out yourselves. Share them with family and friends. There's no sales pitch here. It's just good information for a better living, and that's what we're all about. Thanks. So, it's been so great to be here, and it's been wonderful watching your career over the last 15 years and all the wonderful things you're doing for public health. I appreciate that. Just hold on. There's a lot of amazing things coming, including a potential TV show that we're going to crowdfund on Indiegogo. So everyone, stay tuned. Keep the faith. Stay positive, And listen up for our next podcast. Thank you, Razzie, so much for being a guest today. This is Doc Rob, your concierge for better living on CannabisRadio.com and iHeartRadio. Wishing you all the best in health and happiness. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.